0: Hello and welcome to the Hindu's Parlay Podcast. This is Young Solution, your host for the day. In April 2021, just after the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, Roger Federer first floated the idea of merging the ATP and WTA, the governing bodies of men's and women's tennis. It was seconded by Rafael Nadal and Andy Murray and found approval from top women players such as Simona Halep, Petra Kvitova, and Gabin Muguruza. The legendary Billie Jean King and Martina Navratilova both said they wanted it. In fact, Billie Jean King founded the WTA in 1973 after failing to persuade the men to create a joint venture. Nearly five decades on, the idea to project tennis's progressive phase of men and women competing together and as equals and thereby creating a big enough product that is financially self-sufficient is taking shape again. It doesn't necessarily mean a merger of the two competitions, but of the calendar, governance structures, decision making, sponsorships, etc. Moves to that effect started in 2020 with WTA changing its tournament naming system to align with the ATP, like WTA 250, 500, and so on. In June 2021, investment group CBC Capital Partners, a private equity company which has bought stakes in Spanish football's La Liga and now has a presence in the IPL with Gujarat Titans it floated a potential $600 million agreement that would give it a minority stake in a move aimed at turning the tours into a single commercial entity. As if on cue, on Tuesday, the Times of London reported that CVC had struck a deal with WTA for a 20% stake, which will inject close to $150 million into the game. It is now expected to strike a similar deal with the ATP, with the stated aim of securing the financial health of the sport in the decades to come. It may take years for a proper coming together of the two tours, but specifics aside, conceptually, is it time to move forward on the idea? Joining me to discuss the same is Sundar Iyer, Secretary of the Maharashtra Lawn tennis Association, which has hosted a slew of WTA and ATP tournaments and currently conducts the Tata Open Maharashtra, India's lone ATP 250. Alongside, we have Ankita Bamri, a former player and most recently the coach of India's Fed Cup team. Welcome, Sundar and Ankita. It's my pleasure to host you both. Same here, Sundarishal.
1: Hi. Hello, everyone.
0: So, uh, let's dive into the discussion straight away. So, uh, right now we see that Tennis has, I think, seven uh, governing bodies. It's a very splintered administration. There are different ranking systems, logos, websites, and TV deals are different. Will Tennis benefit from at least the ATP and WTA coming together under one umbrella organization? Sundar can go first.
2: Yeah, I mean, what you say is absolutely correct, you know, then uh, there are about more than about probably 9 million people who play tennis. And uh, if you look at the professional uh, systems in tennis today, there are so many circuits. There is ITF circuit, there is ATP Tour event, there is ATP Challengers, there are WTA events, Davis Cups, Grand Slams. If you look at the money involved in all these things, if you look at the marketing cost, looking at the structure, you know, it is so vast that in a year probably at the end of the year uh, nobody knows what happened at the beginning of the year i mean such a vast subject and topic and personally i feel that there should be a structure where you know everything happens in one place and everybody is responsible for what they are doing i mean here if something happened in the itf atp would not accept it currently what happens in atp itf so even the rankings the officiating the prize money so, I am I am of the opinion or advocate that, you know, things should get and everything should fall in one umbrella. A uh, lot of cost will be saved and the same cost that goes into the administration of all these associations can be, you know, put to increase the game, put to good use by players making more money, you know, the people who work in the in these associations getting more money. So, that's my take on this. Yeah.
0: Akita, you have been a player and you work with players now, you coach as well, so... From a player's perspective, will it benefit them when ATP and WTA comes together and there is one umbrella structure for the player's benefit?
1: First and foremost, you know, uh, being a former international player, just think about a player who's coming into the circuit. Think about how much unaware they would be. The structure is so fragmented. It takes A lot of people a while to understand the difference between an ITF or an ATP or a WTA. It's not just the players. There are journalists who write and cover tennis. It takes them a while to understand for them to figure out the difference between uh, not the Grand Slams, the ATP, the WTA, the various tournament structures that come under it and what their workings are all about. So it, it only takes a while once you're in the system as a player or as an official or a person working for them to really understand the difference between these. It's so fragmented and I think there's so many of them that I think when Roger mentioned that it was time to get them together, I think all the players would definitely give it a go-ahead and a thumbs-up because I feel that this is something that is much needed, not just for the sport, but also for the WTA, for the women tennis players. I think that will benefit them in the long run, in a lot many ways to come.
0: Okay, so moving forward, like, tennis is actually one of few sports where the men and women actually compete equally, especially at the big tournaments like Grand Slam. Wimbledon is going on right now, we see that. Shouldn't we be capitalizing on this and setting an example for other sports to show how equal and progressive the sport is and also how other sports can also take a cue and uh, become more equal? Sundar, can you take that first?
2: See, if you look at uh, why probably the Grand Slams are more popular, it answers your question. Is Because if you look at the Grand Slam, these are the few tournaments where both WTA and ATP players play together. The women and the men compete on the same platform. And uh, that is why, you know, if you look at uh, the entire marketing of the Grand Slams, uh, it allows them to get bigger money. It allows them to get uh, get so many things together. And uh, probably this is one example uh, that, could lead to the merger of uh, ATP and WTA. Because, you know, looking at gender equality in tennis, and we've been speaking about this for a long time, there are a lot of, like the women players you said, who, you know, want it. But if you look at even the prize money, probably the Grand Slams are the first, you know, events in the world to get an equal prize money for players. I think 1973, uh, it was the US Open, which uh, started with equal prize money. But by the time it came to, you know, Wimbledon, or something like that it took so many years 2001 uh, australian open went in for equal prize money 2006 the french open uh, went for equal prize money and then wimbledon went for equal prize money so this says you know a lot about uh, the men and women playing together uh, it's taking time for even the you know people to adjust but i think now as we move on to the next century women empowerment itf is looking at you know uh, more role of women in tennis. ATP look, uh, the WTA is totally a woman-dominated organization, which, you know, is promoting uh, a lot of women's events, women's tennis. And I think the time has come now uh, that a woman is equal to men and uh, it's time for everyone to sit up and think. I mean, there cannot be any discrimination in terms of the tournaments or in terms of the prize money because the effort is the same. And probably it is tougher for a woman to be playing tennis than a man because uh, socially, economically, there are so many countries in the world where it is so difficult for a woman to even do her uh, education. I mean, coming out of that background, probably now is the time for all of us to think that, you know, as the world progresses, that it is time for us to create equal opportunities for both uh, both men and women. I mean, even now, if you look, there is such a lopsided kind of a tournament structure. If you look at the ATP events, uh, there are 9 Masters, 13 ATP 500s, 39 ATP 250 events. Then there is the ATP Cup and there are 178 ATP Challenger events. And if you look at the women's uh, side of it, you know, there are 10 WTA 1000 series, 16 WTA 500 series, 30 international events, which are like comparable to 250s. And uh, there are only 15 Challenger events. If you look at 178 challenger tour events and 15 challenger events, it's a huge difference. And the difference is, again, because ITF has its own event till the 125K, like 125. The ITF runs the 50,000. ITF runs 75, 80, 100,000 events. This is a time when, you know, everybody uh, should come together on a platform and say, okay, uh, the response. Of course, ITF has a responsibility. Is it the federation of all the all the world uh, tennis uh, bodies and it is responsibility is to promote the game, promote the game, promote junior level tennis, see that, you know, the junior players are able to move into the professional stage. So, I mean, everybody has a job to play, but like what I'm trying to tell you is that it is time for us all to think that, you know, we have to you know leave what is behind and uh, ensure that the men and uh, women get equal opportunities.
1: Picking up from where? Sundar sir mentioned the statistics of tournaments. Can you believe how much the women have to struggle, you know? Picking up from the uh, sheer numbers that Sundar sir mentioned, if you look at the tournament structure first and foremost, you'll see that there are such a limited number of tournaments that women play. And... uh, like sir mentioned there are it, it is very difficult when you, when when players are traveling when they have to play some uh, tournaments around the world so if we have a structure where it's combined uh, looking at the grand slams uh you know all four grand slams the interest they generate the fan following you know whether it's media coverage if you look at it in on all fronts when men and women are competing together you there are so many plus points uh, on all levels so I think it is time that you know once we see a merger happening and when once we see the ATP and WTA planning a structure together having tournaments at maybe same similar venues we have one or two bigger tournaments probably like the City Open, Indian Wells, Miami where we see men and women competing other than the Grand Slams and I feel like if we have more such tournaments I just feel that not only at the player level, but at other levels, be it sponsorship, be it media, be it coverage, you know, I just feel that we will benefit on a whole new level. We'll probably see more people playing the sport because it will become easier for them to travel together. We'll probably be able to see uh, more sponsorship coming in. So I think that on a... Being such strong bodies, I think coming together will just help them grow this, not only the sport, but help them grow tennis from top till the very bottom, where it is important for them to focus on, to concentrate, because that is where the players start the ladder. So I feel that uh, this kind of move will not just help our sport, but will also, you know, create enough eyeballs. And we may see others following suit. And I think at this point of time, in this uh, day and age, it is a necessity. I think uh, going forward, just like the top players mentioned and support this move, I feel be it the ITF or the WTA and all the other governing bodies, if they come together and they collectively take decisions, whereas in the past, you know, the decisions have been totally different and have not been backed by one another. And they create such a big impact, a strong impact, uh, whether adversely or positively. So I think just having one structure, having one set of rules and having one system to follow will just make it very easy and make it very sustainable, even for the longer, you know, for the years to come.
0: Ah, that was great. So taking the discussion further, I was just also thinking, does merging of the tools actually help in the decisions being taken in the interest of the sport, in the interest of the athlete, without discriminating whether they are men or women. Because right now we see decisions being taken by the ATP only for the benefit of ATP. Like they introduced ATP Cup without even consulting anybody else. And then during the pandemic, there was a move to compensate players, lower-ranked players by the ATP. But WTA was its doing its own thing. So... A merger, will it help in actually making decisions where the sport as a whole benefits rather than just the men and the women? Asunder, sir, can you go first? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: that's a good point about the, uh, the ATP Cup. And as we all know, we had the Hoffman Cup. And the uh, Hoffman Cup also had the, as a team, uh, the country team with the women. And it was really fun because, you know, as a team, uh, everybody played together. And, and obviously... Uh, everybody benefited from the entire experience. But all of a sudden, Hopman Cup is gone. And, you know, there is a ATP Cup for the ATP players, uh, which again, uh, you know, spoiled the entire planning of the circuit. Tournaments moved. And uh, I think we were the most affected uh, in India as our tournament moved. It lost its sheen uh, a little bit because this was like a preparatory for the Austrian Open. And all of a sudden, people came back from Australia, jaded, tired. And... So anyway that was one part of it but like you said it's very important that you know uh, if tennis has to win as a sport and uh, a unified WTA, ATP, ITA all coming, sitting, the think tanks coming, putting their heads uh, will make a lot of impact on the sport because the sport will get more revenues uh, they will be like I said earlier many more revenues to share a uh, lot of development, a lot of countries will receive huge fundings. To develop their own tennis activity, you know, like Asia, Africa, uh, which we are lacking. I mean, uh, we are talking about, sometimes we talk about Indian tennis, but uh, we lack in so many things. We are really lucky that at least we are able to put so much tennis in our country. But if you look at the other countries in Asia, I mean, where is the money going to come from? We don't have basic resources, no light, no electricity. And in countries like this, it is important that somebody invest. And the investment will only come when there will be some substantial amount of money left after the organizational part of it. So, I think it is very, very important for, you know, the heads of these organisations to sit down and ensure that tennis wins. Here, uh, now there is a competition between ATP, there is a competition between WTA about the revenues, about how many tournaments put together, how much money the players are making. And ultimately, if you see in this competition, you know, we are losing s- lot of things. I mean, I probably we can speak later, but uh, losing opportunities of sponsorship, losing opportunities of media, television, because how many tournaments will a country do? In a country like maybe in Uzbekistan, they can only do one WTA event or a ATP event. They cannot do one WTA or one ATP event. And there are so many countries in the world. But if you look at, uh, you know, what is happening, uh, not too many countries have these events. There are probably 35, 36 countries ATP does, there are probably 30 countries, WTA does event. But there are 210, 220, 30 countries. So, 200 countries don't have any big activities. So, it is time probably to sit down and, you know, give it a big thought that, you know, how we can spread the sport, spread the two different, can we do events uh, with different prize money, can we do event uh, with different point systems, a combined events, I mean. And uh, probably, you know, you can uh, lessen the draw. Probably a 16 draw for men, 16 draw for women. So you ultimately have 32 players because the other cost is more. But anyway, I think depending on the prize money. So this isn't just a suggestion or idea. But your point is really perfect that you know that why do we, you know, and if you look at uh, like what you said about the help, if we put in so much money and WTA could not put in money because uh, WTA totally uh, relied on the Asian swing that is in China. And all of a sudden for two years, That is not even one tournament happening in China because of COVID. This is a lopsided kind of a planning. I mean, not a lopsided because they found a gold mine in China. But all of a sudden, they realized that they cannot enter the gold mine. So, and then they they could not fall back on anything. So, such cases uh, should not happen because then the players are, they are affected. And ultimately, the player is the, what do you call the anchor of these associations.
0: Ankita, uh, taking that forward, at the start of the pandemic, you would have naturally seen players not knowing what to do, especially the younger players. So, when such tours the, come together, do you think it gives confidence to the players that they'll be looked after regardless of whether they're a man or a woman rather than just depending on ATP? And okay,
1: activity? you know, just starting off with a hypothetical scenario imagine a 16 year old who's, you know, who started the ITF circuit say from an Asian country or from uh, any other uh, part of uh, the world, started the circuit one year ago as a 15-year-old and suddenly two years later, you know, post-pandemic, is now 18 and has to start playing the men or the women's circuit. How difficult would that be for them? They would be suddenly lost because they've lost two years of the transition period that one gets. You know, they would have lost two years of playing around the world, improving their game, understanding what is required for the transition to be smooth as possible. Thinking about the fact that as it is, it is extremely tough. Uh, Coming from an Indian perspective, not many people are able to make the switch from, say, juniors to men or women. So imagine how difficult after the COVID-19 scenario, after two years of very little tournaments, would have impacted players in totality. And not just here, but around the world. I think when we think about that it's it was a very alarming situation so as a unified body you know having different departments where each one understands their role will definitely play a huge part in enhancing the sport in making sure that every aspect of it is given due importance be it from the bottom you know 7 to 800 ranked players when they come and play the play tournaments there should be an enough structure in every part of the world so that they get enough competition to be able to move up, whether it's the 200s to the 500s who are constantly struggling, you know, because the enough number of tournaments that they play come under the ITF circuit. So it is very difficult for them to be able to sustain and continuously play tournaments after tournaments to improve their ranking. So I think every body has its own, I would say, issues or developmental issues or issues that they need to look into or they are working towards. So they have their own all of them coming forward in a unified way, in, you know, getting together as one will create such a huge impact, be it in players' lives, be it, um, you know, we talked about sponsorship earlier. So I think it will just make it smoother. The transition will be smoother. The process will be much easier. I think there will be more number of systems in place or there will be better ideas put together by these huge giants and they would know how it is to, move ahead or pass the problems that are occurring at today's point of time. So I think uh, understanding it from a player's perspective, I would feel that each and every division would be represented well. They would be thinking about from the top to the bottom, from the top players, be it rivalries, be it next generation of players coming through, understanding the kind of system that needs to be put together. I think the big wigs would be able to find solutions to most of, you know, things that they would be struggling with or or issues that have arisen after the pandemic strike. So I think it would create a very positive impact, is my opinion.
0: Yeah, taking that point a bit further, Ankita. So like when a player grows up, one of the good developmental activities is for the player to watch big stars. Now, currently in India, I think you can watch very minimal ATP tennis and absolutely no WTA tennis at all. So apart from Grand Slams, of course. So... From a develop player developmental perspective, when these two come together and start showing their matches worldwide as one unified, this thing, how impactful it will be on young players who you have coached for them to watch both the best of the women's players, the best of the men's players together and get inspired and develop their game and mentality and things like that?
1: Um, Sudarshan, so can you imagine, you know, me coaching a young tennis player? and the only time they have access to you know full fledged matches is when they watch a grand slam or a wta tournament if uh, we are able to have a wta tournament in india how difficult is that in today's age to have a role model to follow or a role model to emulate it makes it so much difficult for women's for the next generation of uh, female tennis players so i feel that as you know, as a unified body, whether it is a streaming platform that comes together to get us rights, whether it is, we mentioned sponsorship earlier, I I just feel that at various different levels, it will make such an impact as, you know, with young tennis players coming into the scenario, having enough number of tournaments to compete in, having an equal number of tournaments to watch or to to follow, will not only increase... uh, I think, the fan base or not only increase the eyeballs, especially when it comes to in uh, India, I think it would just create a far larger impact with maybe more and more number of players coming and playing the sport. We've already seen, um, you know, an increase from, I think, 2000 to 2020, in the last 20 years, the number of players that are now taking up the sport professionally have increased uh, tremendously, uh, you know, compared to the previous and especially female tennis players you see female tennis players uh, coming out of a lot of small cities a lot only because of the impact that we as a role model we've had in the last couple of years we've had sanya we've had bigger players we've had ankita we, uh, Raina. we have lots of players who've done so well and these are names that people follow and to be able to do that we need enough number of tournaments, we need enough number of platforms that are streaming the games So, other than the Grand Slam. So I think it would create such a huge impact in the number of players coming in, a number of players playing. And we do know the impact, we do know what happens when the sport becomes very, very popular in the country. We've seen that with cricket, we've seen that with stars coming in badminton. So I think it's just going to make the sport even bigger and better. Tennis, as it is, is played globally. And I think not all sports are covered in so many countries of the world. So, I think to be able to capitalize on that and to be able to grow it even more, I think uh, we need something good coming together.
2: Just to take this, uh, Sudarshan, from here, TV is very important. And as you know, there was a lot of TV going on. Tar used to have, you know. All of a sudden, you see there is no television. You don't see any matches anymore. And you have to go to OTT platforms to now watch it because that is where the rights are sold. And uh, this actually uh, is very good because you can watch it on your phone. But it is also very bad because most in countries like India for specific or, you know, underdeveloped countries where Internet is now still coming into smaller areas. So we can watch it in big cities. But like, how can you watch it in a small city? Where there are no electricity, where there is no internet connectivity. Earlier when there was TV, you know, people used to watch. I mean, even now, if you go to see, there is uh, the Grand Slam was so popular. People, you know, don't sleep in the night. They watch the entire matches at the US, whether it is Australian Open, get up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Which is because there are so many heroes, there are so many stars playing. Secondly, uh, if you look at badminton. In India, badminton is getting popular because every now badminton tournament where Indians are participating is being shown on television. We are able to watch every match the Indians are playing. Uh, But unfortunately, we do not have too many Indian stars for us to, you know, follow or watch. But if you look at, you know, now Sanya is in the semis and uh, if you look at uh, like the doubles match, uh, you will have more people watching today. A lot of people, you know, watch Rohan play semis in uh, French Open. I mean, the the viewership just went up. So, we also need to have our own own heroes for us to follow. But taking Ankita's point forward, it is very important that matches are shown, new heroes are created. I mean, just a small uh, study that, you know, I read around 2018 or 2019. The women's final uh, had more viewership than the men's final. And it is really amazing because uh, at that time, Uh, The Williams were there and uh, Serena and Venus and they were stars in the US. You know, uh, again, uh, if you look at the the Grand Slams, the countries uh, where the players are participating have more coverage or more viewership. Naomi Osaka and Serena, when they played the match, I think it was one of the most watched matches on uh, television. Even it had more eyeballs than the men's. So, you know, we need to create this kind of rivalries. Now, Men's obviously, you have very good players and, you know, they are followed. But even in the women, you know, when Serena was there, when Aleph was there, when Martina was there, you know, they were stars in their own right and they were really followed. But now if you look at the structure of women's tennis, every day there is a new champion. But let me just put in another thing. I don't know whether it is important here or not. Uh, the entire Gulf or the entire Arabian country is now glued to television because of Anjabur. She is doing very well. And if you look at the coverage of tennis in these countries, which never had tennis coverage. It is amazing. I mean, these are some things which I just read a few days back. So, obviously, uh, this is very important because, you know, they, they had Malik Jajiri. But nobody even bothered to watch Malik Jajiri's match because he was a top player in the Challenger Tour but not in the ATP Tour. But on Jabur is not doing well on the WTA. All of a sudden, the entire structure shifted to work. So these are some things, you know, uh, that even the administrators at the highest level have to think they have to think how we can get the men's and women's matches shown more matches you know then only the common population or the common man will think about sending uh, their children to play the sport it is not only in india but it is in each and every country of the world that until you do not expose the players create uh, expose the heroes and you cannot watch them i'm sure that you know
0: Tennis is not going to go any more than what we are here today. So taking the media thing forward, like we've all seen how much IPL's media rights sell and the money that has come in has actually helped the game grow and penetrated to different parts of the country. So will a merger with the ATP and WTA actually help in striking bigger TV deals and which will in turn generate more money and uh, help improve the game. Uh, Sundar, you can take it. To be very frank with you, in India, even today, to get a TV
2: channel to do a Tata Open is very difficult. Though it is a premium tournament, premier tournament of India. And uh, it is really very difficult to get slots on television. However, you know, there are still good people in the channels who help us, and that is how we come out of it. But on its own strength, tennis is not selling in India. You We have more viewership for a tournament going on in Argentina than viewership for tennis in India. See, again, the reason I told you is we do not have too many. Every match that Indians play has very high rating. But the Indians lose, the rating go down. So this is the situation on the Indian television front. But what you say is, you know, what a combined event can do is in men's tennis, obviously there are multiple tournaments going on at one time and maybe a Roger Federer will only play one tournament somewhere. But, you know, when you combine events, there may be a a number one women's player who might play in India during that week, which gives enough mileage to the tournament. So, there is a even spread of players across which will really help uh, television to, you know, get eyeballs, uh, the tournament to, you know, get a lot of mileage and plus, like you said, sell rights. See, today, TV rights are generated for international TV rights. But looking, if you look at India, I am not able to generate any TV TV money for the tournament. I, but, but tomorrow, if I have a, a Djokovic going to come to uh, play in uh, say Tata Open Maharashtra, we will have millions of, you know, we will have a fight between TV, TV companies to show the tournament. So this is also very important that, you know, the, the number of players, the number of stars, whether in men's and women's, could be evenly spread if these tournaments, if these two uh, associations come together. And obviously, it will help the tournament to raise money, to get rights. There are obviously media rights internationally and uh, ATP has sold their own media rights to some company. Uh, WTA has sold media rights to that company. But the person, the the company that they have sold the ATP rights probably has a better marketing uh, or a better uh, kind of a relationship with, TV across the WTA marketing team uh, is looking only at a few countries. They are not spreading the rights uh, or giving rights to different countries, which is which is probably very expensive. So these are some re- things you know which can come on a one platform, and you know they can have one guy who sells all the rights. So the money also will be coming in will be the same.
0: Ankita, I wanted to ask you like we now know that federal and Jok, which are the most marketable. Faces in men's tennis and men's tennis also, they say, because of the stars, it's easier to follow. Invariably, they reach the end stages of the tournament, as a result, it generates more money. But we also know of a time when, before these three came in, we had women's tennis dominating everything with Martina Hingis, the two Williams sisters, Jennifer Capriati, and things like that. So it's sort of cyclical. Will a merger actually help you? be less dependent on these stars to generate all the money and help the sport as a whole, rather than sitting and calculating which tour brings in more money so which tour deserves more importance.
1: I am very glad that you said that it's cyclical. Somehow it seems that memory today is very short because clearly they have forgotten that there was immense rivalry that was talked among, whether it was the Williams sisters, whether it was Martina Hingis. yes, The three major men's players today of, you know, Novak Djokovic, Nadal and Federer have achieved far more and far greater for a longer period of time, you know, to deserve the kind of attention that they get. But we've had women's tennis players who have continuously, whether it was Martina Hingis or whether it was Steffi Graf and many more, who had completely dominated at their, you know, during the peak of their career. So, through this point, I want to say that these rivalries will keep coming. There is always a transition phase and we see new faces on the tennis circuit. A similar pattern may be happening with the women's tennis tour where we see different winners emerging in the French Open and we'll probably see another one during Wimbledon this week. One sporting hero can really inspire thousands of youngsters, not just in one country, but in you know throughout the world. So imagine with a combined platform, how accessible tennis will be for all how inspiring will it be for not just one section whether it is men or women but in totality in combination i just i truly feel that it will create a much bigger impact a greater positive effect in the years to come not just depending on one rivalry that is taking place in one decade but by having multiple different rivalries at different levels. We could have Indian tennis players competing against each other in bigger tournaments with, uh, you know, a Tata Open being successful with a WTA event coming in India, I guess in Chennai, you know, we've all read about it and we're so excited to hear about it. With more stars coming into to play that tournament, imagine the excitement one could have when tournaments of this such nature could be on one platform. I just feel and I truly echo the same sentiments as Sundar, sir, that TV rights, media coverage, eyeballs across the country, across Asia would create such more, so much more money, so much more revenue that would just help us get more tournaments, create a better structure and focus on a lot more that is required to make the tournament structure, to make the sport, grow and become even better. So, I think uh, it will clearly create a more global impact. It will clearly help not only us, not only the agent, but all throughout who are facing similar issues.
2: Listen, I would just like to add to this. You know, I have a, I have an article, you know, from February this year. You know, the match between the US Open final, when we had new stars between, say, Emma Radukanu and Leila Fernandez was watched by 3.4 million viewers in 2021. So, at that time, the woman's viewership was 33% higher than the men, final. So, the new stars are important for the sport and, you know, whether it's a woman, man, you know, like now we had seen her all of a sudden yesterday. So, with these kind of new stars, obviously TV is very important but it doesn't matter. If you have a star, people watch anything. That's what I was trying to say here. So this is very, very interesting and so basically, you know, uh, there was an article somewhere, and I read about it. So most experts uh, use chess as an analogy with a women's game. So what it means that in women's tennis, lengthy rallies, interesting in-game tactics, changing plots makes the game exciting. And uh, you know, women's tennis is baseline with slight variation, and men's game is like checkers. It's compared to checkers, where the mightier force comes comes on the top. Because it involves rigorous and powerful stroke, high intensity and little time to think. And, uh, you know, it involves a lot of power. So, you know, every, both the men's tennis has its own beauty. The women's tennis has its own beauty. And obviously, uh, to be fair, you know, men's tennis involves every single aspect of, you know, power, precision, physics, tactics. And women's games are tight and exciting because, you know, though they lack all these things, but there is something really nice to watch. I mean, it's like, you really enjoy watching the game. There are more rallies. So, you know, it is time for people to think that how you can merge these two USPs of the men's and women's player and, you know, get them on one plate
0: for, you know, the tennis lovers to watch. Okay. So, that brings me to the final thing. We have seen in golf now that there has been a breakaway tour with huge sums of money that has actually ensured that some big stars in the PGA Tour have a slowly moved away to play in a parallel tour. Now, tennis being so splintered with multiple governing bodies and very high number of small components, do you feel it is ripe for a takeover like that? And can an ATP WTA merger create a big enough product to help resist such moves? Sundar, can you first?
2: Yeah. So basically, uh, golf is a little different. Your uh, everything is points. Every week you make points. Your world rankings are there. Your entire career, money structure. Everything is based on this point structure. And ultimately you are playing for, you know, golf is not as much as like that. Though they have their own rankings and things like that. And uh, the structure is that you move from the Asian tour to the, you know, world tour, world PGA. So these are totally different structures. A lot of people try to bring in... Uh, uh, you know, uh, circuits of their own. But I don't think, because there is already so much, so many circuits going on. There is ITF going on. There is ATP going on. There is a, you know, uh, so people have tried. Uh, it's not that they have not tried. Even if you look at the Davis Cup, it is totally commercialized. The whole impact of nation playing nation, the fun is lost. You are playing in some third country. So that there's a lot of commercialization come in. And if when you look at this kind of a thing, the the interest that Davis Cup generated is all lost so this is, this will happen the same way because you know uh, ultimately people are playing for the nation they are playing for points they are playing for the money Here in such kind of a situation like a tour coming it will be only money but there will be no competition there will be no then they cannot like the basically here you are playing the grand slams you are representing uh, your nation at the grand slam Or so this feeling is lost but obviously, uh, if ATP, WTA would think of getting a common structure like this, or say they run an European tour, the ATP, WTA coming together, they run an African tour, they run an Asian tour, they run an Australasian tour, probably uh, what uh, the idea that you have uh, said or mooting would take place because ultimately it is played under one umbrella. But somebody else coming and starting this, it is a very very difficult proposition. But if ATP, WTA, ITF all come together. And create a proper structure for the men's and women's. Obviously, this is this will be a mega hit because then countries like India, countries like you know Thailand in Asia, probably in uh, in Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan in the Central Asia would like to do a, a level of tournament. They would like to do probably a two hundred and fifty thousand combined event. They would like to do a so smaller cities like Pune or I mean in India like a state would like to do a seventy five thousand combined event. So I think these are things that if they work out then it will be a great success. But not as an independent tour. Okay.
0: Ankita, would you want to elaborate on it?
1: You know, in tennis, the the top tennis players, you know, the legends and the ones dominating the sport are already, you know, at a stage where I think what matters for them is winning these tournaments. And it's The money aspect comes much later. You know, they've all, they're all at a stage where they're all hungry for the tournament success, for the number one spot, for, you know, that another grand slam added to their trophies, uh, to their, you know, careers and to their uh, past list of achievements. So I think when we talk about tennis, that is what they are aiming for. Ranking is the most important part for players across the board when it comes to tennis so I think with ATP and WTA they have a proper set of ranking system which is very clear depending on the tournaments you play and the tournament structure you know you climb up based on which category of ranking you are in so I think with that as of now I feel that you know that's where we are kind of safe because we we understand that rank, ranking being most important and ATP and WTA having their own ranking systems it, it makes it Uh, our sport is very clear on how to move forward uh, if you are looking to do well in the game of tennis. Obviously, with ranking comes the added of Endorsements, deals, TV—so all of that is dependent. You know, is correlated and dependent on the ranking system. This is where I feel that ATP, I, you know, ITF, WTA, with the I would say the International Pro Tour and the Junior League are doing extremely well because they have a clear-cut ranking system. They have a system that the players need to follow, and this is how they move up the ladder. I'm not very this thing with the, how the ranking system for golf tours and other tours happen, but I feel this is where we've worked out really well in the past. So when we talk about a possible merger, yes, of course, we've already discussed uh, various you know pros that would happen, various plus and positive aspects of what would come out of it. And I feel that... Uh, as players, as lovers of the sport, whether it is the Asian countries or whether it is the European countries, you know, all coming together, understanding the sport, the big wigs getting together will, yes, create a huge entity, you know, with, when all these, when, when we have the Grand Slams, when we have, uh, ITF and everybody combining together. I think the entity would be so huge. Tennis being such a global sport would create not just effects within the tennis world, but all Compared to all the other sports as well, I think we would dominate on all fronts because we are already doing well as far as, um, you know, the international structure goes as long as separate entities who are currently present and doing these mega events. So I think as a whole, as one, what we could do is for the future to see. And uh, I'm being very positive and optimistic that a merger which is now in talks and started will completely change the face of tennis 10 years or 15 years later and the achievements that they you know what all they would be able to achieve by being together and being able to take decisions on the same platform for all the players across the world and for them to be able to create a I mean a commercial entity would be huge so and getting back to Sundar sir's point I think uh, you know, when, uh, whether he talks about Davis Cup events or whether he talks about uh, all the other aspects of it, yes, uh, there have been times when, uh, you know, uh, commercials play a part and obviously the essence and whether it's Davis Cup, the essence of uh, that particular tournament, you know, may may be lost. But I think that uh, sometimes the need of the hour is such that you have to create a huge, uh, uh, you know, you have to create such a platform or you have to create such an event that will uh, generate and, more interest among the public, among followers, among players and is able to sustain in the long run. So, you know, getting the future, the past and everything together and moving forward with a property that's done really well becomes very difficult. So I think we have to move with the times we have to understand the difficulties uh, that may arise with getting them all together. But we also will, I'm very hopeful that we'll be able to create something very, very big and very positive in the future when this comes through.
2: There is only my parting shot is there should be what tennis player. It should not be a male tennis player or a female tennis player. There should be a tennis player. You know, if we go to think like this, then only I think uh, the, the, the game will win.
1: Coaches, so we treat time. them as one and, you know, we take the developmental aspects of it and we move forward with whatever their pros and cons are and we teach them how to get better and how to achieve their own potential without looking at what the other aspects may be so i think uh, that would be an excellent idea and a way very positive way to move forward
0: yeah that's a very nice way to end okay. this discussion okay. on yeah. yeah thanks thanks so much thanks so much sundar